Hello and welcome back to Ten in the Chamber, a Studio Trigger retrospective podcast. And for this episode, we will be talking about episode seven of Kill la Kill, an episode that a lot of people enjoyed when it first came out. I know I did. Yeah, this episode <laughs> it mainly centers around Mako, which is uh, pretty important because Mako's been sort of injecting herself more into the episodes and uh, she's been getting like, she's had some little stuff here and there, but here we really see more of her and see a lot more development with her. Since in this episode, uh, Ryuko decides to start a fight club to kind of get more on the inside of Honoji Academy's system. As alluded in the previous episode, we didn't really talk about this detail since it felt so small, but you see it a lot more here, is that there are a lot more student council, or there's a lot more student club presidents going around. Like in the beginning, Ryuko uh, takes out the president of the knife throwing club, the Nanjing Lily Club, and the tightrope walking club, which are all very specific, <laughs> but it's only because they were all the acrobatics club members, but they split up and made their own clubs so that they would get their own uh, two-star uniforms to go after Ryuko. Uh, but she's just basically like, it, it's not a problem at her at this point since her and Saketsu are so powerful that she could basically just take out any two-star, no problem. You know, which is she's a really far cry. She's really just grinding for XP. Yeah, it's a very far cry <laughs> from uh, from her fight with Hakodate where she had to struggle to, to fight against her. But now it's just no problem for her. But after Ryuko fights off those, like, basically jobber two squads, uh, Mako says that the reason why they're doing that is because, one, to also get uh, Goki uniforms of their own, but also, uh, she says, more stars means a better life for the students and their families, which definitely sets the tone for, for what's going to, to happen in a little bit here. I did like in the beginning that, like, they're just eating food happy together. And Ryuko mentions that she really, she's starting to like Mako's mom's cooking. Yeah, of her mystery croquets, which, I mean, <laughs> I, w I would say that, you know, if you, you can make a really good croquet, if I can just eat it and not worry about what's actually in the croquet, you know, if you mince up enough of, like, the inside, like, stuff, which it's usually, like, meat of, like, fish or, like, of, like, beef or pork. That's usually what's in, like, croquettes along with, like, the potatoes. But if you just mince that shit in there as finely as possible, you can probably put anything in there and I'll yeah. eat it and it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> and also Mako feeding Ryuko. Ah, they're so cute! It's very, very <laughs> cute. It's, they're just having a nice lunch together. Um, also, I noticed, like, where the hell are they eating at? <laughs> it's like... It's, it's not even, like, a cafeteria. It's like they're sitting on a bunch of, like, chains. There's, yeah, it's like one of like the support chains of the building that they're that they're just kind of sitting on. You know, Do like I, is that just where they eat, or like is is that where the no stars? Eat um, like I, I, I would be surprised if that's where no, if no stars are not allowed to like eat on like the school cafeteria or something. Those probably those are maybe for like one star students, and no stars have to probably like eat outside, you know. But which is fine, honestly, because I mean, I I used to eat outside a lot during high school. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Just because just it's it's more comfier, you get some nice fresh air, you know. I'm not sure they have a cafeteria. I'm not an expert on this, but I think like a lot of Japanese classrooms, they just eat their lunch or whatever. I, well, maybe that's more for elementary school that they just eat in the classroom. So I don't even know if they have a cafeteria, though, in yeah. high school. I'm so pretty sure they that. do, but, 
you know, I mean, for a lot of animes, we also just see uh, students eating in classrooms anyway, probably because mm-hmm. they just bring yeah. their lunch from, from home, you know. So Ryuko starts up a fight club, and at first, um, Gamagori just says, we're not getting that, that club approved, and then Satsuki literally saying, yeah, it's fine, let him do it. <laughs> let him do it. And he's like, all right, here's all the paperwork you need, and there's just, like, paperwork on paperwork Paper- on paperwork. So much paperwork. And you had- like, uh. <laughs> you had to go to meeting every morning at 7 a.m., and you gotta submit, like, your, you know, your, your reports and everything, and it's so much work. So Ryuko just kind of is just like, yeah, you know what? No, Maka's the president now. <laughs> and she's very <laughs> caught up by that. But it's selfish of Ryuko to kind of just throw all that work on yeah. Mako. That's kind of like my only nitpick about this episode. I wish Mako had volunteered to do it for her. I mean, I mean, eventually we see Mako does push herself more to 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 kind of take on those responsibilities, which I mean, we can go back from what we previously uh, talked about with uh, Ryuko um, kind of making Mako more confident in herself and wanting to push herself yeah. more to like not really be on Ryuko's level to at least kind of try to keep up with her. So we see Ryuko fighting uh, more more uh, club presidents now as a part of the fight club with Mako. And we see her just beating up more of them to the point we don't even get, like... Like, some fights just literally go by in, like, a picture or two, and that's it. <laughs> it's just no problem <laughs> Yeah, for pretty her. much. It's just easy. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and because uh, Mako is a club president and the club is succeeding in doing what it is because it is a fight club and they are fighting very well and they are winning the club is more successful so now Mako and her family and Ryuko now live in a one star condo which they are living in a, just a normal house now yeah, compared just a to their house. beat up shack where it just has washing machines and air conditioning the toilet has a bidet and it's just very you know, which you know, that for... one frame of Mako's dead. Yeah, and it's just they're very happy to just they now have like all this shiny new stuff. They're now in a basically mid class citizens at this point, which yeah. for them feels very luxurious compared to basically living in the slums and having no money. Even the mom's like croquets are better now now that they're they're made with real meat and they're probably even healthier too for them all to just eat eat together for dinner yeah of course like just having you know actually nice healthy meals and they're all being together just very happy also the one star uniform on mako looks so cute oh i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) i i get the message of this episode but i wish they had just like by the end of it like just kept the one star house. <laughs> it, like, it I would, feel like that that's comfortable living. Yeah, but you know, it, it would it wouldn't like kind of like you know, mean anything if like by the end of it they're still living in that, but they but like the fact that they go back to just kind of living like in their little shack, but like it like it doesn't matter like how much money or like status that they have that you know, as long as they have family, you know, it's fine. Yeah, but living like where some money is like some money would be nice. Obviously, <laughs> like yes, an, of course. Enough, <laughs> their own bed, yeah. their own like showers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause, I mean, we take that for granted just because we we live in our own houses and everything. But you know, for for people that don't get to live like that, you know, it is, you know, it, it's a lot. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that bothers me about this episode is that it it, it seems to say, oh, they're better off in poverty. People they should live in poverty. And I think that's just such an awful message. Like yeah, they live in really a one room shack. It. Hmm? Yeah. I mean well 
I mean, they can't really live in that way, like, forever with, I mean, just because of the status they're in and because it's so, because of the way that uh, the town is run and how the school kind of runs everything, you know, even, I'm sure even if they wanted to go back to living even just the normal, like, one-star apartments, they can't because of, you know, just because of how the system works there. So it, Oh, it I totally understand the plot yeah. reasons why, but just, like, just the implication of this episode, like, they're better off in poverty. They shouldn't, you know, get anything better because then they'll become awful people. I don't, I don't know. I just, I get, like, the messaging, like, eat the rich. Yeah, I, I totally get that. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> but, like, just live, just having, you know, enough space for yourself, I don't think that's something outlandish and that just makes you an awful person if you have an you know enough space for yourself and are living comfortably they're living in a run room shack with m multiple people like they shouldn't have to live like that and the, the fact that no. it's presented as like this super happy ending that yeah it's a it's a crappy place but we're better off in poverty i don't it just rubs me the wrong way and i can't i don't think i'm good enough at this sort of thing to really talk about it super um intelligently but it like i, mm. I just a general sense it just rubs me the wrong way like just that yeah message. i mean, yeah, the, I get how you feel. Yeah, I mean the the main message they wanted to um, to have here is that you know having family and friends helps like at least makes the tough times get by a little easier, even if it's you know e even if you are living in a not so great place. But at mm -hmm. least having people that support you can at least help make that make that uh, hard to swallow pill go down a bit easier. That, I feel like a better um, message for the episode would have been. Would have been excess is what makes people into bad people, yes. versus then yeah. then then just a little bit of wealth will make even the the sweetest person turn bad. Yeah, because mm. I'm sure if they just wanted to like keep the one star apartment, it would have been it would have been fine. You know, they wouldn't have gotten. But because but because the club succeeds more and they they get to have a higher standard of living to the point of living in the mansion, you know, and they just become completely different people, then yeah. yeah. That's I mean that's basically what happens and we kind of see mm -hmm. that more clearly. I think in the rules, like the ending episode battle was that Sasuke said, "If you beat Ryoko, you'll you'll be in you'll be a three star. But if you lose, you, you go back to poverty." Yeah, Sasuke just sets up like this thing of like you must kill your best friend to keep the sass that you've had. Um, but if you don't, then you're going back to the to the slums. So it's not like it was really their choice to kind of go back. I mean, it was, but they didn't want to, of course, Mako doesn't want to kill her because she's literally her only friend. And for the fight for the fight that does happen, we also get to see uh, Mako's Fight Club uniform for the first time, which looks fantastic. Makes her look so really good. cool. I love it. And like the fight that she has with Ryuko is very much just, again, one-sided, which it seems like it'll continue that trend of uh, Ryuko losing big fights like this. But for this case... Um, of Ryuko just letting Mako beat her up because she knows that Mako will learn uh, that what she's doing is wrong. It does speak a lot about how much she kind of knows and cares about her to the point where she's confident that she's not going to kill me. I, d I don't want to be disrespectful because I, I, I know this is like a lot of people's favorites and I, I can understand why. Like this is what this episode on paper is what I wanted from Mako. It's a serious episode about her. She's not treated as a gag character like throughout the whole thing 
And I love that. I love that she's treated more seriously. I love that she gets beautiful animation at the end. And there's a hollow you, yeah, sure. But like the serious <laughs> moment at the end there is gorgeously animated, wonderfully animated. And I think that's the kind of, you know, respect Mako deserves. So like on paper, I love the idea of it, but I think it just makes her this like this episode just makes Mako so unsympathetic and unlikable. It's just unlikable to me that she's just so awful that she would just want to kill Ryugo for money. Like, it just seemed so over the top to me that when I had only seen a couple episodes of the show, I saw like a spoiler like, oh, Ryugo and Mako fight each other. And I thought she was totally brainwashed. I thought it was just like some evil, evil magic. <laughs> you know? Maybe, like, but like, I, I feel like, like, that like a feel... curse. But it was just that she was just greedy and she beats Ryuko up for hours. Like, at least that's what the implication is because it's daytime when they start and it's like sunset when it's when they're done. She's just beating on her for hours. I just thought it was so cruel, so awful. It made her so unlikable to me. And I hate that because, like, on paper, I think this was a great idea, <laughs> you know? Like, there's a lot here that I, I, I wanted to love, but it's just really disappointed me and it, and it, I don't want Mako and her family to be unlikable you know I really I think it really hurts what the, the episode is trying to say and I think a lot of it is because it's from Ryuko's perspective more than Mako's like the start of the episode she talks to Senkets and says you know I didn't have family dinners like this growing up and I really like this so you really feel for Ryuko that the loss of that family is a huge to her. So you're really feeling bad for Yuko that she wants that family back. And we're not really getting as much on Mako's side, even though it's kind of her character episode. Like, if it was told from her perspective, because from Mako's perspective, Ryuko just quits out of the blue. Ryuko doesn't even try to talk to Mako about, you know, quitting the fight club. She just says, all of a sudden, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Which, you know, from Mako's perspective, that's awful. Like, they lived in poverty her whole life, and all of a sudden, Ryuko's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't care if we go back to poverty, because this is what makes me happy, you know? And that seems kind of selfish from Ryuko's side. But, like, I'm sympathizing so much more with Ryuko, because it's from her perspective, and I'm really feeling for her. This episode just upsets me because I, I just think it makes Mako and her family so unlikable, and I hate that. I, I, I don't want them to be unlikable. I want to be happy that Ryuko's back together with them at the end, but they seem so willing to kill her for money, and that's just awful to me. I mean, it's, I mean by the end of like that fight where Mako realizes then like what she's doing and how she doesn't want to actually kill Ryuko, and we saw that like like she basically punched a crater in the ground, and... And I think, I don't remember who said it. I think Ryuko did say that that's how strong she is, that she could punch that. So she could have very easily had done it if she really, really wanted to. But throughout that fight, despite how badly she was beating up Ryuko, she was clearly not going all out to, you know, to actually kill her. Because she could have easily done it if if she had wanted to, but she didn't. She was holding back, even though it is kind of hard to see it from from where we are as the audience and seeing that perspective. I mean, um, I totally get that. Like, I totally, I totally get what they're going for. But it, yeah. it just Maka went too far for me. Like, and her family went too far, and it was just, it was unlikable to me. It was unsympathetic. Yeah. So this episode doesn't work for me. But I, I do, I, I do like a lot of what it brings up, and I think it's a super ep uh, important episode for Kill a Kill, in the making documentary. They go through like the recording of an episode, and they choose episode seven, and I think episode seven is like a great episode to choose for that because it is I think it is really pivotal to the story of Kill a Kill that friendship overpowers you know this evil system 
and I really like the message that overall message like you can't you can't beat us down because our friendship will overpower you you know and I really like that but it's just it goes too far for me I, I totally respect anyone who really loves this episode like there's a lot that I um that I like no, I, I, like I like about it on paper you know like it's a good concept it's okay to highlight controversial like you know thoughts on things just because I think it does like again offers more perspective into how to how to look at things the arrow so yeah. if you want to say anything say anything see about i understand it. some of the points that marshmallow brings up even though i don't agree with them i do feel like this could have been handled a little bit better for like the centerpiece that is the the big fight scene and like i think bako's intentions were like when she's fighting Ryuko, she's she says like at the end, when, like, she stops fighting her, like, she's been hoping that somebody would stop her. And the only reason she's been, like, doing all this is because it, it was making her family happy. But it, in reality, she learns, like, it wasn't making them happy. It was making them more miserable, more greedy, more dis- distant from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, when Mako says, because um, uh, earlier in the episode, she talked about how she wants to protect the lifestyle that puts a twink on everyone's eye but then realizing like by the end of the episode what was happening she um she basically says it wasn't a twinkle it was a dazzling glimmer of glints like in in their eyes you know which it's, mm-hmm. it's a really neat way to bring that like to bring that full circle it would have been a lot nicer to get more of mako's perspective in this episode because she's seeing it as you know wanting to keep her family happy you know even if it, I feel like she, it's she better really... that, that we don't get her perspective because I feel like the show shows it without needing her to like say much. Like she's she's working hard, like doing the roles as the club president, like waking up early. Like we all know Mago likes to sleep in. She's doing all this stuff, even if it's mm. hard for her. She's she's doing it. She's putting her best out there for her, for her family, and for Ryuko too. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to add. I don't think you need to add that much more. I mean, I think I would have appreciated it a lot more. I think it just needed to be, like, Mako's perspective more. Because I sympathize so much more with Ryuko in this. And I felt so bad for her when everyone abandoned her. But from Mako's perspective, like, it's really... It's really annoying that, you know, this person who threw you into this position is just suddenly wanting to quit and doesn't care if you go back into poverty because, you know... I guess I already said this, but yeah. like from Mako's perspective, I, I can totally get being super upset by that because Ryuko didn't even try to talk to her about it. She just, she literally throws the resignation in Mako's face. I'm like, geez, that's yeah. not very nice. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, def- yeah, so definitely. So, like, I understand, better. like, Mako being upset, and I understand, like, in the moment being like, yeah, but I think she just takes it way too far, even if she was holding back. It's like, it, it was so long that she was beating up on Ryuko. Like, I think the manga makes it a little better because it doesn't seem to last as long so i think the manga i might prefer a little bit Mm. in this regard Mm -hmm. but uh, i don't know it just it went too far for me i feel like when mako is beating up ryuko it's like not the worst she's ever had like we've seen like the past two other battles with uzu and the mohawk guy she's like just left like in batters but like she can still hold her own just taking the beating Mm -hmm. against mako it just would have been better to kind of be made more clear as to like what's going through Mako's head during all of this or how we think she's supposed to yeah. how she's feeling here you know and also another thing I want to bring up real quick was I remember um 
being on Tumblr as this episode was airing, there was this one uh, quick screenshot that was being spread around. Was this theory that um, in the scene and during like the uh, the little montage scene of uh, of Mako like doing all like the president club president work, she's like she has a calculator next to her and she's punching in numbers just randomly and um, one of the 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 numbers say like. Um, I forgot what exactly the sequence was, but basically, like, it was supposed to, like, give, like, this message that said, like, uh, like, 22 I die or something. It was around 21 I die. <laughs> 21, 21 I die. I die. Which people uh, thought that as, like, basically, like, foreshadowing, go, oh, Mako's gonna die in episode 21, which, <laughs> yep. spoiler, that does not happen. <laughs> but it, it was just, I remember that so fond- fondly, like, or just, I remember it more clearly. That's that that was just spread around for like I think like a good like couple weeks and I think died down by like, <laughs> showing on, you know. But it's it's just really funny that I still remember that to this day. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that too. I was gonna bring that up if someone else did. <laughs> Twenty one, I died. <laughs> yeah, it's just really funny. Um, Eros, did you believe that that was gonna happen? I think I didn't want to believe it, but like definitely when episode twenty one aired, I was very scared. Uh, that it might have been true especially like in later episodes when like something happens and it kind of almost looks like it yeah <laughs> but that's a, that's a later episode that's, that's, that's getting a little too ahead <laughs> of ourselves there yeah let's not, let's not do that um i think this episode is just super sad for yuko because um she's so used to i i, I mean this is just my interpretation of her character but like that she's bad and nobody wants to be around her and like maybe that's why her father abandoned her you know i, I mean i'm just interpolating <laughs> from mm-hmm. the character but mm-hmm. yeah. but like everyone betrays her except sankets in this episode and that's so sad for her and like Michael betrayed her in episode four. Like she's puts her trust and love in these people, and they keep betraying her, and that's just really sad. Yeah, for me. I mean, yeah, so. yeah, but they ask for 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 Sorry, forgiveness in the end. Yeah, um, when, when like the, people are going to hurt you in your life, it's not yeah. escapable. Like in, in some way, big or small, but like so long as they actually mean when they ask for forgiveness and like put in the effort to change, I think that's what matters the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, Mako's family does apologize to her, and you know Ryuko, which some people could see this as being a bit more naive on her end from her kindness, just says, "Just if you ever pull that stunt again, I'm not going to be so kind next time." You know? Yeah, I think she would. <laughs> That's kind of sad. But so far, like you know, it's it's still at least consistent with Ryuko being more kind-hearted and willing to forgive people, especially now at this point. You know, she now has a proper family with her that is willing to support her. She doesn't want to take that for granted. I really love the little details in this episode, too. Um, in the beginning, you see... I don't know. Do you see in the beginning? You might see it at the end. But Rico has a bowl with her name on it that the family gave her. And I think that's that's super cute. Right. So, <laughs> they gave so her her own personalized little bowl. And yeah, I, I think that, that's so sweet that she's that. really a part of the family. In episode two, the croquettes look disgusting. <laughs> but here yeah. they look good. And I think maybe it's just a perspective of Rico changing. Like at first she thought these were uh, wild people and she didn't understand <laughs> them. But, but now she's like, I get these people. They're my people. <laughs> and so the croquettes yeah, look better. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know it kind of rings true of like that thought that, you know, food, food tastes a lot better when you're enjoying it with uh people that you mm-hmm. love yeah yeah that's yeah. sweet i really like that mm-hmm. yeah i think that'll do it for this episode thank you so much for listening 
the next episode we will now get into uh, episode eight which um at the end of this episode is after credit scene of satsuki basically saying yeah all the clubs were shit ryuko just beat them easily we're gonna have a we're gonna have an election to change things up <laughs> so oh we're gonna boy. get into, oh boy <laughs> we're you're gonna get to that in the next episode so stay tuned for that thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye bye